Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now. Holly. I finally got boobs and a butt back. And Scotty the body. Am I not as cool and good-looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. No, my tongue feels too big today. Only from Hot 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. Hello. Back after a nice weekend, which... They never seem long enough when you are coming in on a Monday and you're like, just a little bit more. I know. Just just a little bit more. But I saw that uh, there are some teachers that are starting to head back to the classrooms to start planning. Um, so it's just I'm so fascinated how this beginning of the school year is going to go. Yeah. Because I'm I, anyway, that's a whole nother rabbit hole that we could go down. I know. Uh, but coming up in this podcast, though, we do have two guests we're going to have on today on very different spectrums of the world. Yes. Uh, we're going to have, and you know the voice, Joey Fatone, yeah. formerly of NSYNC, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, a bunch of different reality shows. Um, he's going to be on with us to chat about this new show he has coming on Fox 13 that's going to be debuting uh, for like a limited four-week run around the country. Oh. Just sort of doing like a little test run. And we get to see it. Exactly. So we're going to chat with him about it, and then we get to talk to Dr. Upshaw from Neurospa TMS. Yes. Um, about do we know what the topic is this week, Holly? We do, but not right off the top of my head. Right okay. Now. Well, when we get him on the phone, um, so we're waiting for Joey Fatone uh, to call in. But I'm so curious when it comes to someone like Joey Fatone, and I think from what I've seen of him, oh, I think this is him on the phone now. Oh yeah, flashing. That was quick. <clears throat> well, I was gonna say should I ask this question, but oh. we'll just go with it. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. clears throat> oh dear. It's hot one hundred and one five. Oh, good morning. It's Art. I'm going to have Joey for you. You ready for him? We are. Are you taping it or live? Uh, we are taping. Okay, sounds good. Hang on, okay? Thanks, man. Uh-huh. Wow, so professional. <laughs> are you nervous, Holly? No, I'm okay. Scott, do you know who NSYNC is? Oh, my gosh. That, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Don't be stressed out. Do, 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 do. P.S. Upshaw's topic is going to be, what does diet have to do with mental health? Oh, nice. oh That's gosh. That's a good one. Oh, I can tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know where my attitude is right now and what I'm eating, so. Hello? 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 Is this Joey Fatone? Well, welcome. Uh, my name is Miguel. That is Holly O'Connor. Hello and good morning. And that's our producer, Scott Tavlin. Hello, well, Joey, we are super excited about your show that you have coming up. And I found this particularly interesting. Um, I'm going to let you describe what the show is about because I feel like there's one person on our show that would fail miserably at this new show you have coming up. This is so exciting. Uh, so I want you to kind of walk through what can people expect from Common Knowledge, which is going to be actually on Fox 13 um, at midnight. Yeah. What's the show about? 
Yeah, it's uh, basically a show that asks those practical, everyday questions that everyone should know. It's basically you get two teams of three, and we, you know, ask them simple questions. Well, we like to think that they're simple questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for instance, we can ask you, what about this, this one? Um, according to the confectionery news, which chocolate candy do Americans buy more of? Is it Snickers, M&M's, or Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar? All right, let's Ooh. see here, Holly. Yeah, what is your know. guess? Okay, um, oh my gosh, my guess is M and M's. Scott Hershey's. I love Hershey's. Mm. Miguel, what do you think? I'm gonna say, yeah, I would actually go with Scott here. Hershey Kisses. All right, it's actually M and M's. Ah, damn! I knew I was smarter than you guys. <laughs> whoa, whoa, that's that, just one. I'm sorry, but that basically confirms it. Like, I don't, <laughs> hello. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I I know on as I was doing some research about the show, another I guess question that you all have asked is. What should you do when you have a fever? Mm. Or how can you tell if a watermelon is ripe? Oh, I'll tell you how to do a watermelon. Ripe. What? What? <laughs> Scotty's got ripe watermelon tips, I do. apparently. I'm good at picking watermelons. <laughs> All right. I love how do you it. Know, then? How do you know? I go up to the thing and I give it a good old pat and I hear if it's hollow. And if it has a nice dark green color and you hit it and it sounds hollow, it's a nice juicy watermelon. It sounds hollow? You got to slap it. You got to slap the watermelon. Joey? Uh, If I can tell how many times I've slapped watermelons in my day. With with the watermelon, believe it or not, it's the it's the it's the lightness on the bottom. Because what happens is, think about it: they get heavier and they sit there longer, and underneath it, it becomes like a yellow, a lighter green. So look for the look for the, the the dead spot sitting down. Basically, there's a couple little things to look for. I think thumping is actually one of them as well. Yeah. Believe it or not. I think you're I'll right do on both that. now. I'll look okay. for the nice hey, spot. Yeah, and I'll you gotta slap look for a nice too. yellow spot underneath. I saw a meme about that one. Yo, yellow I should go on this. Because that's where it's sitting, correct? Oh. This is awesome. Usually, when you get a yellow spot, you want to put that back. But for watermelons, you you know you want you want the spot. Got it. Oh, that's cool. Now, okay, I find this so fascinating because you know in our you know, everyday lives, I feel like as a celebrity, and you've been in the limelight for a very long time, that I would assume that, like, you have somebody that does a lot of this stuff for you that you wouldn't know. So do you have to do research before you come with these questions, or how does that work? Thank the Lord I don't have to come with research. The, the, The game show network and the gaming people come up with all the questions. I just have to read them, because if I try to do some research on that, that's and it's a lot, because they're literally going through you know, different things on, like, you know, uh, as far as, the, you know, the social media, the computers, uh, you know, doctor's books and all this other stuff, so looking through different things. But, you know, I'm not the greatest on it. I've, I've been too, I've been quizzed a few times. <laughs> I probably feel miserably on this show. Uh, but there are, there are many times that I do know the answers, and it's always funny to watch because I'm literally playing along as they are. I really don't know, know the answers, per se. But when I know the actual answer, I'm like, oh, I'm excited. And then when the person gets it wrong, I'm like, oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> you know, I'm the win. They win 10000 bucks. It's not They're not going to break the bank or anything, but you win some money. And it's kind of, you know, again, it's fun because, you know, these families are they usually friends or families, and sometimes they'll take the money and donate to charity, or they'll go to going on a family vacation or something like that. So, again, it's all in good fun. It's, 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 a, it's a family fun kind of game. Again, like I said, you win $10,000 if, if you make it to the final round, which – 
you know, everybody, at least one team does, but they never really, not everybody makes it to win the $10,000 because, again, some people don't have common knowledge. <laughs> I love it. Right? I love it. Yeah. Well, and you can watch the show Common Knowledge here in Tampa uh, on Fox 13 at midnight. Right. Um, real quick, yes. I, I, I'm super curious on, because I feel like, obviously, the elephant in the room is we're dealing with COVID-19 and everybody is figuring out how to deal with it in their own way. How how are you doing with yeah, it? How have you been? Um, just taking one day at a time. Believe it or not, people always like, oh my gosh, you're not losing your mind. You've been in your house. You know, I mean, when it first really hit, obviously we were really, everybody was kind of hunkered down, you know, mm-hmm. really, really locked in. And for me, it was a little different because when I do work, I'm usually out of, or I live in Orlando, obviously, and I, and I usually travel to L.A. or I'll travel to New York and do things when I'm working. When I'm home, I'm actually home. I spend time with my kids. I actually just do normal day-to-day stuff when I'm home. So even though the pandemic, everybody was all locked in, I didn't mind it because I'm usually home anyway. Oh. So it wasn't as bad for me. As I'm like, oh, my gosh, i got to get out of the house. But there are itches that I get, of course. I mean, I miss definitely going to restaurants all the time. You know, I like going out. I'm a, I'm a social butterfly, so I like doing things. But also now it's giving me the kind of chance to kind of sit back. And you want to hear something really silly that I'm doing right now because I want to punch Cheryl Burke in the face. Cheryl from Dance with the Stars, she was on my show that I host called What Does Joey Know? And she sent me this gem jewel painting i don't know what these these little gems you supposed to stick on the like a, a canvas yes oh. and it's supposed to take up a, like a lot of time and it's like very crafty artsy crafty hey, cow, it's a pain in the butt oh. it is crazy and i started it like an idiot and i go i guess i gotta finish this and there are thousands and thousands of little gems oh. and i'm sitting here i'm not kidding you i took a break from it but it's taken me now i'm on day three and I still haven't finished it yet. <laughs> okay, well, see, I was actually looking at getting one of those, and no. I think I might not now. I think I might it not. It is not. I mean, it, I'll tell you, it is a little therapeutic. I ain't going to lie. It's actually kind of nice. It is definitely therapeutic, but I will say it's not easy. No, no. <laughs> it's driving me crazy because now i got to finish it, like I said. And I got, I got, all of a sudden, I'll be sleeping, and all of a sudden, I'll scratch my butt or something, and then all of a sudden, I got like a little jewel stuck to my butt. I mean, I got jewels everywhere. Uh, it's ridiculous. Okay. I love it. Uh, be- good before, anyway. I love it. I love it. Before we let you go, Joey. Here's, uh, here's a little common knowledge for you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please believe I'll be tucking that one away to pull out at a party at some point. Please do. Um. What are some recommendations you have? Is there anything that you're binge watching? Any movies or TV shows that you're like, uh, well, this is my obsession? Watch, of course, I think we all watch the, the the stupid show, which you can't you can't help but watch. And, and now I want to do the show just to be on it, just to do it. Is the floor is lava? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. It just it is. It started out with the easiest concept, yeah. and then you're like, why am I so invested? <laughs> I know, and you're intrigued. The other one is is uh, is uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Nun War, Warrior Nun. Oh That's yeah, show. I like that show. That was so good. I love that. Miguel I was, put his one. stamp of approval yeah. on that one. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I'm a big binge watcher. So that I was all about me some Warrior Nun. That is so good. Did you ever watch? And I gotta watch. What is it? The uh, Umbrella 
project or something like that? What's the one that just came back out on Friday? Just yeah. Came out? The Umbrella Academy. I actually have one more episode left because oh, I did God. nothing. Oh, <laughs> Wait, That's you so watched good. a whole season? Absolutely. Okay. I got one episode left. Wow. <laughs> That's about right. That's par for the course. Oh, I love it. Well, Joey Fatone, thank you so much for uh, calling us yes. and letting us know about your show, Common Knowledge, mm-hmm. on Fox no 13. Please, yeah, check it out. We have it on Game Show Network, but it's also, of course, it's going to be on the Fox station. Uh, check it out. Let me know if you guys love it. If you do, hopefully it'll get syndicated and people can watch it more. Absolutely. Awesome. And hey, if you're ever in Tampa once uh, COVID stuff is over with, we would love to have you in studio. Yeah. Definitely. No, love to, love to, love to. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, good luck and we'll see you on Fox 13. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Well, he was so cool and funny. It seemed like a normal guy. That's what I just felt like. That's what I knew would happen. Mm, like yeah. it, n- zero parts of me were like, "Oh my god, insane!" Uh, I didn't even want to bring it up. Mm, I just was like, "I know Joey Fatone is this individual person who does stuff. This right. is cool." Do you feel like he and like Justin Timberlake live in like two different worlds? Where like I feel like you could see Joey Fatone. At Publix slapping yeah. some watermelons to yeah. see. Yeah. Whereas, like, Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. has a watermelon person to go for him. Or he gets a deliver that he's just like, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Not in, like, a mean way. No. But, like, he just, it's too much for him. Yes. 100% two different worlds. I mean, just think about it, first of all. I know that Justin Timberlake, doesn't he live in Nashville? I think so. I think he, or maybe he Actually, lives- no, he does. He does. He yeah. does. I remember seeing an Instagram post So about neither him. one of them are, like, Hollywood guys. Right. You know? But I still <laughs> feel like there is this air of, like... like too big celebrity to talk to the common folks with Justin Timberlake. Right. Whereas like Joey Fatone lives over across I-4 and you could legit run into him at the public. Yeah. It's just different. And he also seems like that, that person in your friend group that always has like, uh, here's a stupid joke I found on the internet yesterday. And he's just like, (laughs) everybody needs one of those. (laughs) And that's who Joey Fatone is. Maybe for NSYNC, too. I don't know. That's really fascinating to me about, you know, how celebrities deal with that fame Mm. and how, you know, I mean, this guy right here was, you know, you could not walk anywhere without not hearing or seeing about NSYNC, you know, 20 years ago. I can't imagine. Like, and he's talking about how he's like hanging out with his kids. Yeah. I, I didn't do the research. I don't know how old his kids are. But like, could you imagine... Like, Joey Fatone is your dad, and you're just like, oh, he did this, like, boy band thing. Right, right. Like, I can't can't fathom that, because I was that demo, right? mm -hmm. So I was, like, you know, 16, 17, 18, the quintessential teen girl that was in love with these boy bands. Oh, my gosh. And I can't, that's why it's almost like a disconnect, where I'm like, I'm an adult now, Mm. and I see him (laughs) as an adult now, and, like, we're two adults, and I can appreciate where I was when that came out, but it's different. And so I... Life is weird, oh, man. Weird. I it is like get, I I've said this so many times on the podcast before, but it, it it truly is getting older and seeing the people like the celebrities around you. There was something I was watching this weekend, and I wish I could remember where it had some some people that are sort of our age, Holly, that were sort of like a Joey Fatone that was like young back in the day. Yeah, and you see them now, and I. I, I hate saying they look older, but they just, they've, they've grown older. We are and, older. Right, it is. And so they are the uh, adult now. Yeah. And, oh, I know what it was. I'm, I'm so dumb. It wasn't a celebrity. It was, I was at my barber shop, and uh, one of the barbers there, uh, he I 
I thought he was a little bit older, but he's actually my age. Oh. And his kids were there, and oh. he was uh, cutting his kids' hair for the weekend. And one of his kids is, like, 17, about to turn 18. And I was like, wait. So, first off, we're the same age. And you have three kids. He had, a, obviously, his son when he was um, a lot younger. Mm-hmm. But, like, thinking of the responsibility that you've had to go through this oh, entire yeah. time and how, like, you are the dad to uh, an adult. Like, that just, like, blew my mind that, like, we're the same age. I just feel like I keep having these revelations of you are about to be 35. Like, you are the adult. You're supposed to, like, know what the fuck is going on or, like, how to do stuff. Well, you you don't um, no. even after that. But <laughs> the good news is that I feel like in your late 30s and maybe early 40s, hopefully, hopefully, that's where a lot of revelations do come. Right. Because... And I give myself, I was just having a conversation with my friend Julie because I was like, I'm in this period right now of going through some sadness and regret and um, um, I guess those are the two main emotions. When I look back on that first like couple years of my when my daughter was born mm. because and I mean I was 30 when when she was born. So it's not like I had her young. Right. I mean, I thought that I was like had my ish together and everything was fine. But unless you actually take steps to learn who you are and like, you know, walk this path of discovery and self-discovery and heal your wounds and your traumas and all that stuff, which obviously I didn't even hear about doing that when I was, you know, in my 20s. Um, but I'm looking back now, but it's it, it's hard because I do understand I cannot use the measuring stick of my knowledge now mm-hmm. and apply it to then because yeah. right. I didn't have it then. Right. But that's sort of the heartbreaking part about the awareness that you garner over the years. Mm. It's like you didn't have the capacity to know or understand or um, learn whatever it is in life early on. And and I, my hope is that, like, for me in my late 30s and early 40s, I hope to get more knowledge, get more of that life knowledge that I can apply it to my life and make better choices. But I think that's where it happens for a lot of people. I mean, right. some people it doesn't happen until their 50s or 60s. Right. But hopefully, and this is good because you're young enough that you're having these revelations and you can start taking steps to make life better for yourself. Yeah, no, it's true. And that's one of the things that uh, Abe, my boyfriend, and I were talking about this weekend because – uh, unbeknownst to me, normally he does not listen to the podcast, but on his drive down to Tampa from Buffalo, oh. he listened to the past two podcasts oh. where we talked about marriage and babies, and he was like, so. They always find the worst <laughs> yep, ones. Yep, you ever always. notice that? Every yes. time. You ever notice that if there's ever a podcast that you don't want your significant <laughs> other to hear necessarily, and you're like, whatever, they don't normally they listen. No. They go sniff it out. I was like, how, how? How did you listen to those two podcasts where I was like, well, let's just have this discussion because I know yeah. he's not going to listen. Murphy's Law. Well, damn. Yeah. Um, And so we were just talking about the future and about what does it look like when it comes to kids and marriage and combining? Ooh. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of heavy stuff, but it's like if you don't have those conversations, then everybody's left with a big question mark. And and life doesn't move forward. Because right. then you just stuck in the non-talking about it moment. Right. And that's, I feel like, one of the weird parts about this age is, you know, when you're in your 20s and they're like, oh, you should save and you should do your 401k and do all these things. But really, like, you have time to sort of goof around 
But like now is the time, like the decisions you make right now in your 30s will affect what your 50s and 60s look like. It's true. So you kind of have to start setting that up. And it's sort of intimidating sometimes. I'm like, am I making the right decisions? Am I doing the right things? And I feel like I've been having a lot of those conversations with friends that are in this age group where they're like, all right, is this the career that I want to be in until I retire? Is there something else that I want to do? What is it going to look like? Because so many industries right now with COVID have sort of accelerated what would have taken 10 or 15 years to happen. I mean, look at if you thought, ooh, I want to go into, um, I want to be a manager, a regional manager of a movie theater chain. Oh. They have not opened since March. And they have to... Like, they will not look the same no. when we come back. No. And that's something that, you know, and because I read, like, the entertainment uh, trades, not just, like, celebrity gossip, but, like, where the entertainment industry is going. And they're yeah. like, we were thinking this would be a conversation in, like, 20 years. Yeah. Not now. But here we are. Right. A forced conversation. Right. And- Which, as a quick, really quick aside, mm-hmm. I miss going to the movies. Oh, so do I. I just miss it. Like, just... It's cool that we open all the schools, but we can't go to the movies. That's Girl. what's weird about this thing with what's opening and what's not opening. It's yeah. like, right. it just, at this point, it, everyone literally have friends all over the country that are like, what are y'all doing? I'm like, I don't know. Mm. Some I don't things know. are open. Some things aren't. Like, everything else is open, but uh, this bar and restaurant isn't open. It's kind of like, wh- what's open roulette? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Does it make sense? And then, like, there was that, you know, I which I think that voting will be fine come November. But it's like, you know, there was the... <clears throat> potential of, well, should we move the election? I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. Everybody, hold on. Mm-hmm. If my child can go sit in a school mm-hmm. all day, every day, pretty sure we can vote for uh, one day. Yeah. I'm pre- I'm pre- Call me crazy, but crazy. I'm pretty sure we could do it. I mean, can we just talk about this for a second? And, like, I wanted to shy away from politics for I, I hate a it few weeks. Because but- it's so controversial. And, like, yes. immediately, and, and it's like people assume even what you think think they think you're saying right and it's like i i am fearful mm-hmm. i am Same. so fearful for our republic and what it's going to look like because mm, i don't think we're gonna we're not gonna wake up january uh, november 4th because i think the election is november 3rd yeah um i don't think we're gonna know we three months the, yeah three months i don't think we're gonna know who the president is I think that because of mail-in ballots, uh, depending upon the state, mm-hmm. because some it has to be postmarked the day of, so that means you have to wait for them to come in, and then the postal service is going slow right now. Oh, but, yeah, the postal service, that's a whole other mess. Right, and I just feel like there's so many contentious things that are happening that we are about to reach a boiling point, and yeah. I feel like sometime between the beginning of November and Whenever in the inauguration, January, whatever, yeah, like it's gonna be scary. And I don't mean, and I don't say this lightly, and I don't say this, you know, being like, oh, haha, this you're is not crazy. like that. You're not like a uh, an alarmist. No, I just for me, my as Miguel Fuller, I am scared from what I've been seeing online and just the the vitriol. Mm-hmm. It just scares me right now that we are in this pressure cooker of all of these different circumstances of people not having money, being sick. Um, It feels like from my perspective, and yes, I'm a liberal and I do I read liberal liberations, publications that I feel like that there is some 
darkness happening behind the scenes that is making things very weird and making our our atmosphere weird when it comes to voting. I'm just fearful that we're in this pressure cooker that's just going, the top is going to pop. Mm. And I don't know what that looks like, and I don't know how to be prepared for it. And let me tell you, this is how much this is freaking me out. <clears throat> this morning, um, I woke up, and uh, my alarm went off, and I laid there in the bed oh. for about three minutes. And then all of a sudden, my ceiling fan, like, flickered off, and then it came back on, and it flickered off when it mm. came back on. And then all of a sudden, it was like everything in the house powered down. And I was like, oh, we lost power. Oh. So. Did a squirrel hit the line? I know, right? I was like, what happened? So I get up, and immediately, because we live in Florida, like, it's hot in the house as soon as the air conditioner is not blowing or the ceiling fan's not going. So I wake up, and I'm like, all right, well, let's see. Is there bad weather outside? Like, what's going on? And I don't know what it was, but there was something in me that said, like, what if this is, like, whatever is going to happen is happening? Like, I don't know if it's some uprising, if it's whatever it is. And then I thought for a faint second, I heard the uh, the um, siren that if there's like a, you know, like the ones they like play a like tornado? a tornado or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, were you half th- asleep? Like- I thought I was awake by oh, this point. Wow. But I thought I heard it faintly. And then I looked out my window and it was like pitch black. And I, literally for about 20 seconds, I was like, Okay, we need to put our shoes on. We need to get stuff in the car. Like, I don't know where we're going. Does the power work? Are the phone lines working? Do we need to call my mom? How is she doing? We Like, that's where my mind went. But isn't because, that crazy? But that's, that's how, like, fearful yeah. I am of what's happening what in I'm our saying. country right now is my mind didn't go, oh, okay, well, how do I take a shower? Like, you know, let me get ready for work in the dark. I was like, we need to start packing some shit and go. Yeah. Where are you going to go? I don't know. I don't know. You better have a plan because then you're going to be sitting on, you know, 75 Ugh. going nowhere. Well, that's what always scares me is in those movies, um, you know, when you have the little telltale signs of like something happening, oh, you know, you sort of sending the the canary down into the cave, you know, and you want to know, you want to make sure that you're not one of those people that's like, oh, Girl, the sewer popping up. That's nothing. That's just, it's hot outside. Right. Meanwhile, the fucking monster's coming in from the <laughs> Gulf of Mexico. And we're all like, ooh, we're at the new pier. Let's have fun. Yeah. I want to be the person that's like already <laughs> gunning it to Nebraska to, to find some land. Hmm. So I just, I, 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 I don't know what the plan is. And I don't know. I'm just scared. Well, that's, and just before, during the show earlier today, off mic, I mentioned that it's, it's like all of this fear that overtook America with the pandemic in the early months. Mm-hmm. So like March, um, April, when nobody knew anything and it was just this amorphous virus and we were scared. Right. That was a very palpable feeling. I remember feeling it and thinking, well, I know how to do my job really well, so I'm going to just focus on that. Right. And that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like all of that collective fear has been sitting inside this whole time and just going online and reading just oh, yeah. fake ass nonsense mm. and it has turned into anger. And now we're just angry. Yeah. And it's uncalled for yeah. a lot of the time. Right. And it is dangerous mm-hmm. because that leads to mob mentalities, which right. there's no logic when that happens. Like people, yes, when people are scared, one individual thing, I think they said this in Men in Black. I think I got this. Mm. Like, a mob of people is panicky and stupid and, you know, trigger happy, but an individual person, if they feel fear, they're like, okay, let me get some facts together. Right. In a mob of 
now angry people. Ain't nobody fact-checking anything. No, you mm. hype each other up. Yeah. Yes. And so that's what I fear. I fear this anger that is just sitting in the collective. Well, and what it reminds me of is, you know, I've talked a lot about the show Outlander. Well, I've been, like, reading or been listening to the audiobook on my uh, bike rides. And there was one scene in particular that, you know, it was it was a really quick scene in the TV show, but in the book they go a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Where... Uh, there was a kid who, like, stole a piece of bread or something. And this takes place in Scotland in the uh, 1740s. <clears throat> and so for his punishment, they, like, nail his ear to, like, a post in, like, the town square. Ugh. And so he's nailed to it, but he's got to get it off himself. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. Right. I can't. And so Claire, the woman who comes from the 1940s Ugh. to the 1740s, um, she's like, how barbaric is this? And there are like people around, like cheering it on. And she's like, who, why is no one helping this boy? Like yeah. he made an innocent mistake. And now his ear is going to be maimed for the rest of his life. And but I'm thinking, what about now? Can Will we look back in in 50 years and go, we were so barbaric. Like, what the Dang, f- were we yeah. thinking back then? And that, like, I literally paused it and I thought, what are we doing right now? Or for my own self, because I like to, you know, make sure that I'm taking personal responsibility. What am I doing right now that I'm going to look back at in 50 years and be like, Miguel, you should be ashamed of yourself. How were you doing this? What are we doing right now There's that we're going to look at it There's like a, that? Yeah. There's always stuff. It's just, it's a scary time right now. Yeah. Holly, hey, let's get Dr. Upshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All uh, right, Mindful you, Monday. Right? Did you send his information uh, over? He's in the calendar invite. I'll get him. It's in okay. his, It's in there, the right. phone number. Scott's going to get him on the phone. Do you, you have it in your email, Scott? Okay. Um, um, so today, and we talked to Dr. Nate Upshaw, who works with Neurospot TMS. I went to Neurospot TMS to have the um, electromagnetic pulses, you know, um, by your brain. It helps depression and anxiety. It basically, like, your brain gets knocked out of whack through depression. Mm-hmm. And this sends magnetic pulses to help your brain get back on a normal track so you're not in a loop of depression. And it's been so beneficial for me, and I've loved it. So obviously I endorse the business on the radio, but also I'm, I am would consider myself friends with Dr. Upshaw. Yeah. Um, I have a huge yearning to know things about the brain. Like, I like to know the why. And so he's been super helpful to me just explaining how everything works. And then we figured let's have him come on at least once a week during the the pandemic as we handle this because collectively we're all going through a lot of stress that can lead to depression or anxiety, mental issues like that. So every Monday we've had him on for the past summer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's different topics every week. And this week's topic is what diet has to do with mental health. Is he on? No, he didn't answer. I'm sure he's going to answer in like the next couple minutes, but I'm sure he has something to do before. Oh, okay. Right now. All right. Well, um, well, that's just fine. that's fine. Uh, one of the things that I, I do want to talk to him about, because I feel like I was doing so well, like towards the beginning of the pandemic. And then right around June, I feel like, the dam broke and I've just been eating 
all the stuff that for two and a half years that I was able to say, all right, no, because I don't ever like to just say, oh, you'll never have a donut again or you'll never had a hamburger french fries again. That's not even healthy to do because that is deprivation and your body doesn't deal well with that. Right. And so I was like, all right, on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever, you get to do, you know, eat whatever you want. But now I noticed that it'll be a Monday and I'll be like, well, it's Monday. So let me just slide on through the drive through real quick. It's Tuesday. Oh, you're like, well, the day of the weekend's in Y. So <laughs> we're going to do that. But I do notice that I've been so more tired than normal. And I just feel um, exhausted all the time. And I'm wondering, you know, how is that affecting me mentally right. with the things that I'm eating? I think that what we need to do, and this is what it's helpful to talk to people like Dr. Upshaw, because we know already that what you eat is going to have a, an impact on how your body feels, right? right? Oh, yeah. That's just science. Mm-hmm. Why would it not also be science that what you're eating impacts your mental health? Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, it just, it to me, I'm like, I want to know about all this. Right. Because I, I... I know how to eat the right way to, like, fix myself. Right. The problem is choosing to do that. That's the problem. But I I don't know much about, like, diet and mental health. Right. And how, and how that sort of ties itself together. Right. And, excuse me, I just like getting his perspective on things sometimes because it helps me feel less crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I grappling with this and we're dealing right. with this? And then it's like when you have an expert. And they can kind of, you know, give you a little bit of a, a boost. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Um, we do have him on the phone now, but I'm curious, Holly, have you decided if you're going to go into psychology like as the next phase of your life, whenever that is? I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm really <clears throat> sort of stuck. I think what's happening, and this, and I, we, I, we have Dr. Upshaw on the phone, but like, I think my biggest thing is that I need to get my life right. Mm. And all of this stuff that we've been talking about for the past few um, podcasts with my mom mm-hmm. and all of that, I think we're very close to getting that sort of aligned. Mm. And then I think I, I will be more open and ready to start whatever the next chapter is. Dr. Upshaw, hello. How are you? Hey, good. I'm doing good. Good morning. Morning. So we need to know... How the hell is the food we're putting into our bodies <laughs> affecting our mental health? Because right now we are eating our feelings. I think, uh, oh, I was talking to my CrossFit coach who said that somebody he knows, they realized after about three weeks that they were eating a bag of Doritos a day. Oh, oh wow. Because they were working from home <laughs> for the first time. And it's like, you know, you have a few chips here, a few yep. chips there, a few chips there. And then they're like, oh, my God, I've eaten a whole bag in one day. Yeah. How is all the stress food we're eating affecting us? Yeah, so this is actually one of my favorite topics about how nutrition affects mental health. And it's it's not just as straightforward as you think about, oh, you know, if I eat junk food, that affects my health. That's pretty That's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a ton of studies on, you know, processed food, sugar, things like that, affecting mood. You know, you can have uh, crashes throughout the day. Um, it can lead to anxiety. Now, it, the studies aren't quite as clear with hyperactivity with children, but there's some studies there. Um, but the biggest thing for us in our practice is there's all of these micronutrients and vitamin levels that you can check. And if you're deficient on those, a lot of people don't know this, but 
those are important precursors to forming neurotransmitters like serotonin and norepinephrine that our medications work on and, you know, TMS works on as well. So if you're deficient in one of those micronutrients, trying to get your depression and anxiety better is like fighting with one arm behind your back. You're just not, you're not having the building blocks to synthesize what you need to. Um, so there's a lot of practices these days that are actually getting blood work done on people and checking all these nutrients and then prescribing high-dose supplements um, if you're deficient in something. Uh, would one of them be vitamin D? Yes, that's one of them. Okay, because that's why I take a supplement. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then this was from my um, just my general practitioner, and I think it was back in January I saw her, mainly because I was like, hey, I gained a lot of weight. <laughs> Obviously, there's something wrong. She's like, well, or there's not, and you're just eating a lot. But um, she said, you know, I had a panel of blood work done, all that whole thing, and she said, and I've had this problem before, I was severely deficient in vitamin D. And I know, having now been the second time that I was told I was deficient in vitamin D by a doctor, um, that that can d uh, directly affect mood, which I was like, oh, hello, depression and anxiety. That's like, why did I not realize before this that they went hand in hand? Yeah, and it's just a practical thing. It's it's tough, you know, in busy practices, you know, primary care practices and even psychiatric practices to be able to get this done. Now, in my private practice, we actually have a lab in our office now, so we're doing this on everyone. Mm -hmm. And in NeuroSpa, we're also incorporating this into everyone's workup. And it's just shocking sometimes. Someone will be depressed and they'll come back with, like, a vitamin D level of, like, 10. It's supposed to be 30. Oh. And there's just no way that... There's no way the person's going to be feeling okay with the vitamin D level like that. Same thing with vitamin B12 is something else we checked. So, you know, it doesn't make sense to go out and spend a ton of money on all these supplements if you don't know which ones you need. Yeah. Right. Um, it's much better to get, you know, your blood work done, find out if you're deficient in something, you just take that, and then you can get it rechecked. And if you're normal, then you stop taking it or you take a smaller dose. What are some of the markers that we should be looking into to know that we should get this blood work done? Because maybe I don't go and get blood work done every six months or once a year, but if I'm feeling X, Y, Z, then I know that I should. What should we be looking out for? Yeah, so it's the, the same kind of things we've been talking about in terms of kind of noticing that you're maybe suffering from anxiety or depression where, you know, on a daily basis, you're feeling more anxious, your sleep has gotten worse, you're feeling depressed, you don't have energy like you used to. And there's a whole panel of labs that your psychiatrist or primary care doctor should be checking to make sure there's not something really obvious that's fixable um, that you can just take a supplement for. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we do now. Um, and so some things that, that are pretty obvious are like your iron levels, um, if you're anemic, then that can, that can almost present like depression, problems with energy, irritability, problems with concentration, vitamin D, vitamin B12. There's a, there's a special type of folate called red blood cell folate. Um, checking your hormones. So like if you're a man checking, getting your testosterone checked, um, you'd be surprised. We try to have levels over 400, but um, tons of people who suffer from depression um, have testosterone levels that are a little bit low. Mm. Um, so you should get that checked. So there's just a whole panel of things that are really low hanging fruit is what I tell patients, just something that's really easily fixable that can have a big impact. Who knew? Well, that's the problem. Who knew? I was like, nobody knew. Well, I mean, I'm sure the doctors, right. some doctors knew, right. but it's like, 
I spent my whole life thinking that you've got just like your physical health. And mm-hmm. then as I got older, I was like, oh, well, you got your mental. Like your entire body and and brain and everything else, your spirit is all connected. And it's like, why are we not treating it like that? Like, right. why are we treating it like, oh, your your mental uh, capacity, your mental health? Well, that's all this oh, mm. by, on an island by itself. And right. it's like, why are we just now getting to this point? Yeah. Mm. And I guess it's just. But what we've talked about in previous podcasts where it was like there's a stigma about it and all this stuff. And you stuff. can't see it. And so right. you just don't know, you know. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And it makes sense that you would want your, if you're going to a psychiatrist or, a, or, or something like that, before you just blindly start taking medication to see what your body makeup is in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, we've been able to get patients off of their medications or their medications that weren't working before start working better. Um, with this. And, you know, it's it's kind of a practical thing. You know, as doctors, we've always known to check these. Um, but, you know, these are over-the-counter supplements, so they're not prescriptions. So, you know, now that the health industry is to where it is, we have reputable companies making vitamin supplements that we can say to our patients, hey, these is, take this. This is a reputable company. But before, it was kind of like, you know, yeah, you're deficient on this. You should take it. But, you know, you don't really the market wasn't there necessarily to supply this to people. I guess it, I, I guess it's that we're lucky that we're living now where it's like, oh, no. these are all open to us and we right. can all learn about this. So that's that's wonderful in and of itself. Now, I'm curious real quick because I just feel like this is a good reminder for people because we do have new people coming into the podcast fold every week. You know, I talked earlier about having this pressure cooker feeling that, you know, I just feel like we don't have any end in sight to COVID-19. And now that the school year is about to start back up and there's so much confusion, we have an election that is going to be happening in the fall. And there's just a lot of stuff being thrown at us right now. And we're feeling that pressure cooker feeling. What are some things that we can do to help with that if you're feeling like I just feel weight on my shoulders right now? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you're, you're right. There is a lot of stuff going on right yes. now. So, I mean, I think, I think there's, there's two parts to that. The first part is if you've still got a, a semblance of kind of a routine that you've kind of always had, you probably want to kind of go back and look and see what are the things that I know help me um, to, to kind of have a clear head mental health, you know, getting enough sleep. You know, we talked a little bit about um, eating right. It's a really tough thing to eat right these days. I mean, there's, yes. you know, a hundred documentaries <laughs> on Netflix that can you like, no, I'm never going to eat that again. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's, so it's tough. You have to just find something that, that works for you. You know, obviously, there's some tenants like, you know, eliminating processed foods, a lot of sugar, you know, things like that. Um, but other than that, you have to find something that works for you with diet. But having a healthier diet is important. Exercise, getting outside, trying to make social connections. So if you already have a routine, you know, trying to concentrate on those things, the kind of the building blocks is going to help you feel better overall. I think sometimes you lose sight of that. You just are trying to kind of fix one thing. But it's kind of going back to the basics of, of kind of trying to live in a healthy way. Now, there are some people whose routines, and we've talked about this before, have been completely thrown off. And they have a whole different 
mm. you know, life that they're living right now. Right. In which case, you kind of have to start over and look for opportunities um, to do things that are healthy. Like you said, the person who's working from home and then you realize they're eating a bag of chips a day. You know, you have to really kind of pay attention to what you're doing on a daily basis and try to get some healthy routines built in. And that will have probably the biggest effect overall. Mm. It's just so interesting to think that when we look back at this time, like this is going to be the marker where like our society changed. And I don't know if it's going to be for the better or not. Uh, That remains to be seen. But there's just so much going on right now that we will never be the same after this. Right. It's going to be different. Various capacities. And you know what? It doesn't all have to be bad or all good. There's going to be good things that come out of it. Right. And there's probably going to be bad things that come out of it. But in order to sort of stay in that go with the flow area, I think what Dr. Upshaw said is getting your own routine in order because I'm not very good at that, by the way. I'm And I'm still like really working on boundaries, which are way harder than you think they are. Right. Um, And so, you know, you get that under control. It's something that you have to practice every single day. Mm -hmm. Like in my mind, and it's because I'm sort of a perfectionist, I'll be like, okay, well, I did one thing once. Now, what's the next thing? (laughs) I'm good. That's not how it works. Like Mm -hmm. you have to consistently, daily, Mm -hmm. sometimes multiple times a day, do the next right thing for you and get into that self-care routine. Otherwise, Mm. I mean, (laughs) I'm super guilty of being like, oh, check that off. I did it. No, I don't have to do it again. But, you know, what Miguel is saying is true, though, but I think I had this thought yesterday. I was actually in the grocery store and just thinking about, all the stuff that's going on and you, you look back at history and you're like, we are living right now in one of those times that people are going to learn about in history class in 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. But I had the thought, you know, but Hey, here I am still in the grocery store shopping for groceries. <laughs> right. So I think you, 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 you can't get too wrapped up in all the big picture stuff. I mean, mm. for the most part, it's still on a daily basis. You're living your life. And right. so there is an opportunity, even though, we're in the, in the end times right now, it feels like. <laughs> still got your life still, to live. Yeah. Just still have a, 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 try to have a normal day, you know? I get, think, your, get your stuff done. So. I, I think that that for me is it because I I legitimately walk or drive around thinking about how our country and world has changed and what the bigger picture looks like and what's the domino effect. How are the oceans reacting to this and the environment? OK, so maybe I sh- you need to just focus more on some of the little things, yeah. maybe maybe besides biking and just right. thinking about things, you know, like actively do something that's going to take up your time. That is very true. OK, uh, valid, valid point. Well, Dr. Upshaw, thank you so very much for uh, hopping on with us. How can people contact you if they are curious about your practice or Neurospa TMS? Yeah, so if if you're interested in any of the stuff that we talked about today or have any questions, the best way to get in touch with us is to get in touch with Neurospa TMS. You can find us at neurospatms.com, and you can call up. And uh, we have very friendly people to answer your questions about, about any of these things that we're talking about today. Awesome. Dr. Upshaw, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care, guys. So what's happening with the world? Uh, how is it all we affecting get, us? We just and- said. We just said. <laughs>
movies. You cannot. I can't stop thinking about it. That's what I think. Like maybe you need a different type of hobby. <laughs> There's like nothing ones else to do. that don't involve you watching like really dramatic yeah. TV shows or listening to really dramatic yeah. things on audiobook yeah. or taking long bike rides when all you do is think about these dramatic things. Yeah. Or what also is- like you got to pry yourself off of like looking at it and constantly being surrounded by it cuz I see, you know, family members, friends like either they're always watching the news and it's like of course you're getting yourself all up in a tizzy. You're watching the news constantly, which is right. filled with a lot of negative stuff. And then I get into the thing where I'm like, I'll go on Facebook and I notice my mood slowly goes down and oh, down yeah. and down. I'm like, Gosh. and I literally have to tell myself, Scott, like, off. And yeah. I like, put my phone down. I'm like, that's enough. Because it will just drive you down the rabbit hole. And the only person it's affecting you is that. It's yeah. like, in that moment, it's you. Because you're the only one looking at it. And so it's like you literally have to be pretty strict with yourself. I'm like, okay, from this time to this time, all right, cool. But, like, I'm learning right now. I'm like, I'm not going on Facebook because <laughs> it's just filled with just a lot of people saying a lot of garbage, and I don't need it in my life right now. That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I even this morning when I woke up and after I, you know, realized that the monsters weren't coming from the Gulf of Mexico and that we were going to be okay it didn't feel and, like the, it for a second. and the sirens weren't going like, off. Cloverfield wasn't happening? Yes, and I wasn't like, we need to go to Canada. Oh. Um, Canada don't want us. No, I was like, what are you talking about? Nobody wants Canada's us. Canada's like... Uh, you can stay here as a home, eh? eh. Bye. Eh. 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 Yeah. Bye. We safe. Hot ass Justin Trudeau is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm, bye. No. But Holly, we used to have a plan in case of the zombie apocalypse. Yes. But like now it's all falling apart. Like where will we go? Well, the problem is that we were really banking on a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see a pandemic happening. No. And we didn't see like, you know. All the stuff that comes along with this that doesn't include zombies. Yeah. Um. I don't know where you would go. Where I, Where do you think you would go that would be safer? I. <laughs> I mean, I always feel like being out in the country is probably the best bet. Oh, Because yeah. then you can sort of like do your own farming, create your right. own whatever, set up barriers. But like that, you're going to need some stuff. Like you can't just plan to go out there and just post look. up and be like, here's my land. Right. Like do you have carrot seeds to plant right. carrots or whatever? I don't know. I, I need like uh, on The Walking Dead, which I still have like six episodes to watch of the last season. Um, that was one of the storylines was that someone had created a here's how to start civilization book where it had like seeds to different uh, vegetables and plants and whatnot and that you were to take it and then start civilization over again. And I'm like, I I, I need one of those How books. do you get one of those books? I don't know. Can you order it on Amazon? Uh, maybe. I mean, listen, they got everything else on Amazon. Do they need? Do they have a restart the world book? Yeah, they must. They probably do. But I just feel like you're going to have to get that now. Like, if you want to prepare for that, those are those crazy preppers. Yes. Like, they will be the only ones here because they will have started already. See, this is why I always say that, you know, there's a reason why God didn't make me, like, rich growing up because or, you know, look like Scott growing up because, one, I would have slept around a lot. Um, Two, if I had the money... I would have already built a bunker somewhere and had it stacked yeah. with three or four years of supplies yeah. just in case something went down. But I don't have any money, so I can't do that now. No. So all I can do is just buy bottles of water from Publix and be like, well, hopefully that'll help. Oh, man. Get those bottles of water. I mean, but think about it. Like, what would you do? Oh, here we like, go. Right, hold on. Like, what would you do right now yeah. in this second when we're recording this podcast if all of a sudden we heard those 
uh, sirens going off. Yeah. All of a sudden, the emergency broadcast system took over our radio station and the TV station, and we got on Twitter, and then people were like, there is uh, something uh, UFO going on, or there is something zombie. Or there's or- like a, a, what if there's like a military coup right, happening, right. or I don't know what. I like, feel like that's a little bit more realistic than an alien. What would you do right now in this moment? I mean, I would get the F up out of here right. and go home and put my daughter on my chest and be like, okay, well, at least that's one part of the plan. <laughs> Check one. And then do you go to Publix and get some last minute supplies before Are you even people... allowed to go to Publix? I mean, I'm assuming that if like society were to like break down like right now in this second, yeah. that there wouldn't be enough time for them to close the door. So you'd have to go real quick. So you have to like go rampage but through that's, Publix? But that's a risk to go in because you're going to go in with people that are mad crazy in that moment and yeah. you might get yourself knocked the F out. Or shot. Right. But then think about though yeah, how many gun, people yeah. don't pay attention. So like I feel like you've got a couple hours to get some supplies Ooh. for what that's you really need. Dang. So okay, so you're age, you're one much. of the people that's gonna go get supplies. I don't think I would. No, I think no. I would I just would go home. No, I'd go would... home and grab as much as I have at home, and then get on the road and just go. Because where would you drive? Yeah, where'd you go? I think. Well, okay. Like I think in a real life scenario, like my first thing would be like, all right, let me call my parents. What is y'all's plan? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Do I need to go like head up to like Virginia? Because I obviously got to see what my girlfriend's doing. Hey, what are you doing? My thought, because I had this weird discussion earlier, is. I would want to go somewhere like Alaska, where it's just mm. far out and, like, not a lot of people. Right. Okay. That would be my thought of, like, where to drive, because anywhere else, I think, you know, obviously any major city, either drive up that way in either the Midwest or, like, you know, Alaska, or hop on someone's boat and go off into the Gulf or something. But what are you going to do on a boat long term? Catch fish, live. Because I don't want to be around people, because if I'm around people, you're, like, automatically setting yourself up yeah. to pretty much be killed. Mm. Especially or to like, be robbed, or to be robbed, and yeah. all your stuff that you have, like that. Like I'm very optimistic when it comes to life, but if there was an apocalypse or anything like that, I'd probably just be like, you know what, whatever, like <laughs> whatever that means, either getting bit by a zombie or just take like somebody take me out, because I just don't see how the next step is actually going to be able to happen. I feel like it'd be too chaotic where your odds are so far against. So you. you would just give up. You would just give up at the I beginning. Would, no. I'd give up right in the beginning, but I don't know how realistic it would be that I would survive. Gotcha. Mm. I don't know how realistic it would be for anybody, except for, like, obviously, like, the select handful that got yeah. lucky. Like, it's really like you just won the lotto if you survive, because you're going to you make it to your destination and, and then somebody's there it, to kill you. It was really winning the lottery, because we saw what happened in Walking Dead. Right. I don't know if I want that fate. And it sucks, because, like, Miguel, when you and I would plan out, plan this out... <laughs> We literally had a list. <laughs> I, I put on the list we should have several extra pairs of socks because mm-hmm. you don't want your feet to get gross while you're mm-hmm. trying to like, you know. Anyway, uh, I have a kid now. Yeah. And that's like a whole Oh, that makes it a lot harder. Thing. Mm-hmm. Especially what? Florida in the hot sun if we got to escape and you want to conserve gas so you can't just have the air conditioner blasting in your car because that takes up more gas. I don't know. These are things I think of. I don't of. even know where I would go, though. I think that I would just maybe... Try to fortify my house. Mm. Oh, no, no, With, no. like, boards and oh. stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know where I would go. I don't have a place. What about, like, your ex-husband? He's, like, Mr. Countryman. Would you try to form a plan oh, with him? God, I know. And, you know, he's already got some friend that's got some, like, <laughs> unused office building. And they're going to, like, when, like, I'm not kidding. When the pandemic started, before anybody knew what was going on, he mm. pulled me aside. He's like, what do you know? 
Like, oh. I'm in the media. Like, I know so much more. <laughs> I mean, technically, sometimes we do. But right. I didn't have, like, you know, secret info. Right. But he's like, this one buddy of mine, he's got, like, a... He said it was, like, a bit in a, in a business park or something. And he has, like, this... Not a bunker underground, but like mm. a, a thing set up where they have like a lot of supplies. And oh, he's like, really? I'm gonna need you to bring Maya there. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. So we're probably not there yet. Oh my gosh! But I think he still got the thing. So I guess maybe. I don't know. I wonder maybe if like a, a random place is like the million uh, storage facilities that we have here Ooh. in uh, Tampa Bay. Like if one of the climate controlled ones, if you go hide out there, because I'm, I feel like any apocalyptic movie I've seen, depending upon if it's nature or something supernatural or zombies that <laughs> I love how I put zombies in like the real category. I, know. I was like supernatural and zombies and nature. Right. Uh, yeah. No, supernatural, including zombies. Um, there's like several waves of it. And so I wonder if, like, the first wave, if you're safer to just hide out and fortify your house or hide out in, like, a business or, like, a hotel or somewhere that you can lock it up and be safe and then just sort of wait to see what the next wave, or is it safer to just get on the road and start going somewhere? I just feel like people in that moment, like, let's say that siren goes off right now. Right. And then you're just going to have people that are just become scavengers. And if they see your house, yeah, they're going to go anywhere they can to survive. And if that is your house, they're going to break Break it down and get whatever you have. And so I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that. And also, another reason why I'd, like, I wouldn't really want to last long, because that sounds, like, terrifying. Like, talk about, like, your basic anxiety now. Oh, yeah. Imagine every day you're having to wonder, like, am I about to get eaten? Oh, yeah. That's always on your mind. That's terrifying. I don't know if that's a life I want to live in. Like, Ugh. But then I think about like how do you take a shower? You ain't gonna like, take no showers. No, and then, you know my picky ass. I have to all of a sudden eat food I don't like. You better eat I, some tuna. I'm about to say as much as I would like to think that I would last, I feel like <laughs> I'd probably be the first one dead. Like I like, would yeah, be the first. I would one. probably be camped out and like with like my armpit hairs all grown out, <laughs> like braiding them. I've like become the shaman of like a new tribe, <laughs> and you all are dead. And like Maya's like some kind of child prodigy, and she's Warlord. like a leader. <laughs> yes, like she like cutting like whacking people's kneecaps and stuff. Oh my I God. think I might be okay. Weirdly, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Oh gosh! All right. Well, I with- say we'll see. Like it's gonna. I happen. know. Like well, hopefully. No, uh, no. No. If the alarms don't start going off. I swear. No, that was very scary this morning when the power just flickered and flickered and flickered. Uh, Holly, what's your social media? Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Scott? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Hold on. I have something coming for y'all. Oh, I can't do it. Wait, I hope this is it. Oh. No, oh, okay. Oh. It's not even funny. That's it. It's happening. That makes weird chills go down my spine. I don't like it. Oh, can you imagine if all of a sudden we had that siren and we've never heard it before? Nope. And then nope. all the screens, like, never mind. All right, anyway, uh, Miguel Fuller. Oh, my- great. <laughs> M-I-G-U-E-L. F-U-L-L-E-R. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and Facebook. Make sure if you want a Miguel and Holly sticker, you can always send me an email with your full name and your address, Miguel at Hot1015 Tampa Bay. 
Podcast.com. And if you're listening, listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and a rating and subscribe. And you can listen on Spotify and the Hot 101.5 app. Bye. Catch up on previous episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5 app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Quarantine edition from Hot 101.5. Made hot by Corona Beer.